0: To all our first-time listeners, welcome. To all our former besties returning. Welcome back.
1: Guys, do we sound any better today?
0: God, I hope they say yes.
1: I really, I mean, we always ask questions and we just can't get an immediate response, but we are using new microphones right now.
0: We finally got some USB mics that plug into our computers that we're hoping will give our voices more of a professional sound. Yeah, yeah,
1: And um we're just there's just one little thing that we're missing that the microphone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the microphone.
1: We are waiting on windscreens. So it might we're trying our best to not have a lot of wind.
0: And by waiting on, she means have not ordered because we thought they came with the mics, but they don't come with the mics. So now we have no windscreen.
1: Right. So we got the mics. Surprise, no windscreens with the mics. But that's okay. I think we can also talk at the same time with these.
0: I like, there's, there's still gonna be a delay on Zoom though.
1: Are you sure? Because it seems like we're talking a lot more in sync.
0: Should we just sing happy birthday?
1: I mean, no. <laughs> you guys, David was inhaling. He was ready to start singing when I said no. Oh my god, he's blocked me out. Guys, I'm also wearing um blue light glasses. What a day. I mean, blue. there's a lot of new, new things. New mics
0: and new glasses and yeah, a David, new guest.
1: Oh yeah, and a new guest. Um David let me borrow his second pair of blue light glasses cuz I'm just trying them out to see if they actually work. We stare
0: we um, stare at screens a lot.
1: We stare at screens a lot. Like a a lot
0: a lot. A lot a lot. All right. Enough about the mics. And Enough we'll about ne- the we mics. Will never, we will never stop talking about these mics. Um, I know. How are you? What's oh, I'm like well. All?
1: Thank you for asking. I'm well.
0: I feel like the mics have made us. I feel like the mics have made us very uncomfortable, very unnatural.
1: No, I think we're trying to find our footing with them. It's a new thing, but mainly, <laughs> David and I just talked about this, like off, off the record, not recording. We're trying so hard not to make wind with our mouths into the mic because we don't have our wind screens yet.
0: So the wind, you guys? Very
1: careful. The wind, you guys, is this necessary?
0: Okay, your week. What's new? What's happening in the world of grace? My
1: week has been good. It's almost Halloween. And because of that, I mean, really, I would watch these movies anytime, but I watched Halloween Town. I've watched Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. Oh, actually, I started Halloween Town High, but uh, you know, it's just a really different feel when you get into the third, and then the one that we really don't talk about much. God. Of course, the fourth. I was
0: gonna say, if you were about to tell me you watched Return to Halloween Town, I was about to sign off.
1: No, I, I, I don't, I don't really acknowledge that it exists. Sorry, I don't. I um, n-
0: never apologize for that.
1: Okay, I won't. Um, I haven't watched Hocus Pocus still. That one I need to watch, but. I know that this week, Tim and I are going to plan on watching a lot of Halloween movies because this weekend's Halloween. It is. And I know you shared, well, today when we're recording this, it was one year ago today, we had our Halloween party, our Back (sighs) to the Best Halloween party.
0: Do you guys remember parties?
1: Who remembers parties? I mean, it really is crazy to think about us just inviting people into your apartment and everyone was just there breathing the same air just hugging, last year hugging sharing
0: drinks oh yeah making oh. out like crazy like you know crazy. our parties, you know our parties.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um but if you guys haven't seen it we were bugs and lola from space jam yeah oh so cute what else is new though i mean it's gotten chillier here in la thank god
0: it has it's been really nice
1: it's been really nice um Yeah. I mean, honestly, the biggest things are are getting these microphones and trying out these blue light glasses that are currently falling off of my face. You never looked better. You never looked better. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, But how was your week? How are things? Oh, things
0: are um, so well. Um, Can I interject? Of course.
1: Do I see the vampire diaries on your computer in the background? (laughs) You do. Okay. Are you watching that for the first time?
0: I'm watching it for the first time. I'm Oh, have you watched it? I've seen it all. Yeah, <gasps> I didn't know that I would have texted you that I started.
1: Oh my oh gosh, that's why I
0: asked. This. Yeah, I'm gonna need I you. I don't to think text, we have. I need you to text our friend Nina.
1: <laughs> you guys, I'm not kidding. I have Nina Dobrev's phone number in my phone. That is not a joke. <laughs> it, we we like to exaggerate a lot. This is not an exaggeration. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you should text her and just be like, "Hey, David started your show."
1: <laughs> she would be like, "Sorry, what?"
0: <laughs> be like, "Who is this?"
1: <laughs> Who? Remember me, Nina. <laughs> Nina really really nice I really like her very nice person
0: I was at a bar and she was there once like connections
1: connections man connections I mean she Um, was in the
0: she was in the roped off VIP part mm. I was standing
1: with Mm.
0: you know the fun people
1: right right right
0: right Uh, I can't
1: wait to hear what you think of this show though sorry I cut you off go back to your week
0: it's been great I've been watching the vampire diaries
1: what you're watching it (laughs)
0: Um, I am really loving it. I, as we know, I fly through shows. I'm almost done with season one already.
1: That I feel like that's a talent that you have. I have never known anyone that gets through a show quicker than you.
0: I think it's because I'm still working from home. So yeah. I just have it. I just pick a show. It was Gilmore Girls, then this. And I just have it on all the time in the background where I should probably be focusing more on it. But that's what I do. Except Grey's Anatomy. Oh God, I flew through all 14 seasons of that when I binged all 14. Now we're uh, coming back soon.
1: Oh, I cannot
0: wait. Um, I also watched Halloween Town. Ooh, I watched, you don't have HBO Max, do you?
1: No, we haven't. I'm... God bless you, Cora. Oh my gosh, oh. Um, I, we don't have it.
0: I last night watched the new Nicole Kidman show. God bless you, Cora.
1: Sorry, she is sneezing up a snow. Oh
0: no. I, I, if you guys ever hear hear a dog bark during <laughs> It's just during Cora. A, it's just Cora. She
1: likes, likes her to, presence to be known. She likes to be a part. She does. Um,
0: I watched Nicole Kidman's new show on HBO Max last night, and it was so good. It's from the creator of Big Little Lies, and it kind of had that feel, but highly recommend oh, it. Blanking we on love the name big right little now. eyes. It is called The Undoing, and it's Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant.
1: Oh, what do you think?
0: It's good. It it's um, difficult because it's once a week, so there's oh. only one episode out.
1: Oh, isn't that sad that we are so? Everyone has an opinion about that now, even though growing up, that was how it always was. Oh,
0: yeah. Like, and before- if sometimes
1: before DVR, if you missed it, you better hope your parents got out of VHS to tape oh, it.
0: I know. That's all I've done this week. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's okay. That's a good week.
0: Uh, let's see. 90s to 2000s news. Legally Blonde 3 did a reunion. Or not Legally Blonde 3. Legally Blonde did a reunion and announced the date of Legally Blonde 3.
1: Yes, we are so excited and making sure that we're not going to be doing anything that day. because. So I wonder... Again, like when movies come out, are they all just going to go straight to Netflix or straight to a streaming service?
0: I I feel like they're probably hoping that starting next year, movies will go to the theater. Luckily for Legally Blonde 3, their date is May 20th, 2022. So we have time for theaters to reopen. Oh, thank God. Because if there's one movie that you, have, you need to see in a theater...
1: It's Legally Blonde 3. Duh.
0: I mean, Mulan. We all watched on the streaming service, but we can't. We can't. Did we?
1: Did we all? I did. You bet your batuti I didn't. I know. No, I'm just. It's it's fun to hate on it, but
0: um, December is coming up. It's supposed to be free in December.
1: Yeah, I I really will see it. I just didn't agree with paying for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone want to hear my thoughts on it? You can go back a few episodes and hear them all.
1: Okay. Okay. You're right. They can. Um. um the music, the Zoe 101 music video. Oh, wait, is it out already?
0: Oh, it's out already. It it's actually out came already. out it came out 26 minutes ago as we're recording this.
1: Oh my gosh. We will probably, we probably will have already made a post on it.
0: We love Zoe 101.
1: We love it. We love it so much.
0: Did you see where she said in an interview, Jamie Lynn said something about how like Britney helped with the theme song originally because she was only 12 when she recorded it. So Britney like went to the studio with her and everything.
1: Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Oh, God. I wish Britney Spears was my sister. <laughs> don't you? And then duh. You could just.
0: Duh. Another decom that we love. Mm-hmm. Is don't look under the bed.
1: Y'all, we love Don't Look Under the Bed, and both of us rewatched it recently, and it is so different than I remember. Is it? Yeah, well, remember when you and I watched Double Double Toil and Trouble?
0: How could I forget?
1: Oh my God, what a it?
0: We made it into a drinking game. Anytime the Olsen sisters were on screen at the same time, we thought that we would yell Double Double and take a drink.
1: It was like one of the best nights of our lives. But I do remember watching that, and it was totally different than I remembered because I hadn't seen it in years. So that's kind of what happened with Don't Look Under the Bed, was it was just different than I remember, but it's probably because we are older now.
0: Older and wiser. Older and wiser. But you guys,
1: we are so excited because, well, first of all, it's totally spooky season. This is like the week before Halloween. Oh, the week of Halloween, Halloween. actually. This is our our
0: Halloween episode. Happy Halloween.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Happy Halloween, Um, and we're so excited because we have Steve Valentine on today who was Uh, in Don't Look Under the Bed.
0: Not only that, he was in another one of our favorite DCOMs, the Wizards of Waverly Place movie.
1: Yes, and we talked to him about all of this, so we don't want to give too much of it away, but it's a spooky episode because it's spooky season, and we're so excited for you guys to hear it.
0: I think there's nothing left to do besides get into it. Here it is, here's
1: Steve Valentine for our spooky episode.
0: We haven't done that in a while.
1: Happy Halloween. Okay,
0: okay, (laughs) we're
2: cutting off. Hey you guys, well we finally did this, thank God. We did, thank you so much. Yeah, it's my pleasure, my pleasure. I was in, uh, just got out of quarantine a couple of days ago, so. Did you have to quarantine for the whole two weeks? Uh, when I came back yeah. yeah yeah I came back to Canada and there's no quarantine going into America which might explain a lot that mm-hmm. it malaria. explains a
1: lot a mm-hmm. lot a lot mm-hmm. a lot right mm-hmm. hey
2: Ziggy my doggies coming to say hello too <gasps> uh-huh.
1: um
2: and um yeah yeah but uh, Canada's still doing the whole like okay two weeks in an isolated place and they check up on you too so oh you know, really yeah yeah they call you they send emails okay
1: yeah, my I'm from um, Pennsylvania and my mom was just telling me, she called me and she went, oh, California is not on the watch list anymore. So if you were to travel, you don't have to quarantine. And I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Like it, it doesn't know well, it's probably because not. most
2: of it's burned you know it's like that's, i, I yeah. imagine they're, they're having their own issues right now right oh yeah uh, we whatever. were saying
1: the air quality like i've i've gotten into the air quality all of a sudden i check it on my phone all the time i'm like what's yeah. the index at and david it's was like i've never good. even thought of it
2: it's never been good i know because you were just
1: here like right before that's where you flew back from right
2: yes yeah yeah, yeah. so i literally was in la uh hadn't been there for a year
0: Mm. So, going
2: back was kind of. I was doing an episode of Mom.
0: Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Stuff on, uh,
2: on that show, Mom. So, I'm, I'll be going back in um, well, as soon as they write the next bunch of scripts. We just kind That's of awesome. launched, launched a storyline, which was a lot of fun. Ziggy, come here. <laughs> He's just wandering around, anxious, wondering who I'm talking to. Oh my oh, gosh, I have a dog it? as
1: well. who She loves to make an appearance in almost every episode.
2: Oh <laughs> hi. Say hi. So hi, cute. Hi. You can see he's blind in that one eye, so he's got no Aww. idea what's going on. And uh, the- he's old. So cute. He was feel- rescued, Aww. and this is an interesting story, by Linda Blair. The oh, Linda Blair. Wow. From um, uh, this whole, He was found with a whole bunch of pit bulls. He was right. Oh. No, no, he was rescued. She has a pit bull rescue. So mm. she rescued him because he was about to, when he was a baby, he was about to be put down. This little Aww. guy. Can you imagine? Oh my God. And, um, and then he lived for six months with pit bulls and kind of wow. ruled over them at, at Linda's pit bull rescue. And then she's like, I've got a dog for you. So I, I'm like, I don't really, I haven't got room for a pit bull in my life. It's a big dog. <laughs> and um, she was like, just, just come up. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> You have to come take a look. And
2: here you are. When I saw him, I'm like, you're taking the piss. (laughs) (laughs) This little white, you want me to be the guy with the little white dog? Oh, he's so cute. cute. Yeah. He's adorable. Anyway, shall we get to business?
1: Yes. Let's do it. Let's. Yeah.
2: How do you, how do we do, how do you, what's your, what's your, uh, what's your thing? How do you do this? Just a bunch of questions and we'll launch.
1: Yeah. So we have some questions. We usually just Start exactly like we just did, and oh, we're good. always like, "How's everyone doing? How's quarantine?" Because it seems to be the most interesting question anyone can ask right now.
2: <laughs> Let um, me see. How is quarantine? Well, I have two little kids. I have a four-year-old and an eight-year-old. Actually, she just turned Aww. nine. So, um, uh, you know, there was that whole thing about you don't get any work done, but you. Mm-hmm. But I think looking back, it'll be we're going to look back on this time with, with a lot of affection because we spent so much time together and we bonded so much as a family, you know, even, even, uh, when we got on each other's nerves, (laughs) I think we, think we, I think we, I think we do. I think we bond as a family and, um, I feel that we're tighter now, coming out of this, and going. And I've never known kids so eager to go to school. When I was a kid, I was like, "No, any excuse to stay home." But these guys are like, "No, we'll go to school." You know, there's a there's a oh danger. I don't care, Daddy. I want to go to school. <laughs> I want to get out of the house. So, and that was the four-year-old. Uh, so, oh, um, great.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> anyway, but it's uh, yeah, it was it was great. We we did a lot of stuff together. Didn't do any work whatsoever. So now I'm kind of swamped catching up on everything. But. It's everyone's
1: in that same boat so are your, are your kids they're back at school now
2: yes they opened the schools here a couple of the high schools closed uh for yeah. uh, what well, hang on a minute hang on hang on don't touch anything steve uh, <laughs> uh, Just touch one thing uh they opened a couple <laughs> of the high schools and uh and yeah that's been um but the, they closed a couple of the high schools rather because they had some COVID okay. with, the, with the bigger kids but so far we're okay so far yeah. too you know it was that, yeah. uh, you know, the first day back, you feel like a horrible parent because you're just like, Aww. well, maybe we should keep them home longer. But it's, uh, yeah, they've got they're doing a good job of, in, in isolating everything and kind of keeping everybody within their bubble. You know, okay. when, I did, when, I was time, so when was credit. the last time? When was the first? How long did you stay home before you left that left the house? What was your longest, was it like, did you stay in for like three months, like some people or were you like, screw this. And you were like sneaking out. The (laughs) The
1: only time that we left was the grocery store. And we would only go like every two weeks we would stock up on food, Mm -hmm. but we in the, I mean, we didn't go anywhere, like nowhere. I mean, it must've really been months.
0: I I would like, I would go on a walk just in my neighborhood and that was
2: about it that was yeah. it right that was, yeah
1: because yeah. they and even used took to, away like to feel like,
2: offended when somebody would cross the road that <laughs> when you're coming towards you and they would look at you and then panic and then cross the road and you used to be yeah. really offended but now i'm like yeah good get over now there. i yeah. get it yeah i
1: know I, I run in the mornings and i remember when it first started everyone was like sprint i mean really way too fast across the street to get away from someone and i yeah. thought the same thing i was like oh my god they see me they're gonna think i am avoiding them for some reason uh,
2: was, yeah hopefully
1: everyone's realizes it's a, excuse,
2: it's a good excuse to avoid to avoid people I know, sorry. You know, I know it's, it's the covid god. we're gonna I, I know might as well keep this up after <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: dear god I also I, like, talk to myself a lot so in the store in the grocery store I'm like oh do I need peanut butter what aisle is that in I fully talk out loud because of my uh-huh. mask nobody can see
2: nobody can see it's you
1: no yeah, so did no you idea. find yourself
2: in the early days kind of like poking your tongue out at people and just because you could oh yeah no one wouldn't no one knows oh
1: yeah like just mouthing was <laughs> that just
2: me <laughs> Then you find it's out you got a wet f- patch in the middle of your <laughs> just, just soaking water. through just soaking <laughs> Like through. the
1: cloth mask It's totally yeah, soaked it,
2: Those were just a joke, I was just swallowing dust the entire time uh.
1: I know I've seen people that have these My friend calls it like a Hannibal Lecter mask But it mm. it's like a Plastic barrier That you put inside your mask So it your mask forms around it So that there's space between your mouth And your mask
2: Oh, Does that right, makes yeah. sense oh. at all. And you can like find yeah, them on Amazon,
1: but well, a lot of people started using
2: those. I should have got into the mask business, you know, a couple of I years know. ago. I don't It's a good time to
0: Good time to sell masks,
2: plexiglass, you know I, all of we, those. Well, I tell you, when we're on uh, Warner Brothers on the lot, because you guys haven't been back, have uh, been back, but the um, so it was uh, it's a one week job initially, you know, before for the character to go in, but it took a month because I had to get in a week early and then go through the three-day COVID test, okay. which is nerve wracking when you haven't uh, had it yet. Because
0: you never know.
2: You never yeah. know, you don't know. And I, and, yeah. and and four days later, I hadn't heard if I'd passed and I called the AD and I'm like, you can't do this to me, I need to know. <laughs> yeah. You know? And they said, yeah, yeah, you're fine. I'm like, okay, great. So then, and then every day they test you, almost every day, there's a 15 minute test, Okay. which isn't a hundred percent. So mm-hmm. you do get false positives okay mm-hmm. um, there's a couple of people crew members on the lot but one guy got a false positive but he knew it was false because they, they told him okay you got positive you gotta leave the set leave the the studio and come back in two weeks and he's like and he went wait a minute I haven't been anywhere and he went and got yeah. tested like three or four other tests and they all came back negative wow. so they are these uh false positives but they do um you know they do uh they do, they test you all the time. There's uh, nurses everywhere. There's masks, they give you all these masks. It's just, you're only allowed to use one kind of mask. And then the actors have to wear these because of hair and makeup. Then they give us these like plastic ones, but you know, these ones don't work as a hair. So they give you these ones that connect around the neck and come up. So you feel like a dog who's just, you know, been castrated. Oh my God, you have a
1: cone.
2: Yeah, they give you the cone. And so you Oh my
1: gosh.
2: It's, it's, um. Yeah. And there's a lot of very strict rules. So they're doing everything they can yeah. to, uh, to try and keep, get the business going again.
1: Yeah. but it's I,
2: a of time. You know?
1: I mean, I can't imagine it has, it's like, they're just trying to keep everybody safe. There's, you can't even get annoyed at it because you have to just no. realize it's for everyone's best interest.
2: Yeah and usually when I work I'll I'll if I no matter where I'm working if you know if they put me up in a hotel or whatever I'll 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 see friends in the neighborhood I'll have dinner with people we'll go out party a little bit have yeah. some drinks. The first thing they did the first day was you don't want to be the guy. I don't <laughs> want to be, you don't want to be the you
1: guy. Ruin it the, for everybody.
0: That's, that's so true down. though.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to be the guy that brings a show down because that, you know how many hundreds of people will lose their jobs if you go out. Oh my god. Uh, so you end up going like okay, I'll see everyone on my final day.
0: I know. After, that is so scary when you think
2: day. about it.
1: I'd be yeah. scared to move at all.
2: So I'm like sitting in my hotel room going, what the? <laughs> this is not the showbiz. I, I, this is not why I joined showbiz. No. <laughs> <laughs> <God. laughs> it's so but
1: isolating.
2: It, it is, but it was fun. Allison, uh, Allison Janney and I, uh, uh, thats a really fun storyline. Mm. Um, and, uh, and so it kind of sets up at the end of it for a whole bunch more. So let me say, she's amazing.
0: We were both tour guides at Warner Brothers, and she wow. was by far one of the nicest celebrities, at least to the tours, whenever. Oh, we'd her and Anna.
2: They would wave
1: at all of everyone. They were yeah. so friendly all the time.
2: She's so nice and natural and real, and you're kind of like, this is, un- it's unusual, you know, yeah. to, to work with someone of her caliber mm-hmm. and uh, Oscar winning caliber uh, who's had the career that she's had, and she's just great she's just you know huh. willing to try anything chatty you know open and just lovely and um I'd heard that she was everyone and this is the thing you know when you go to work on a show you you chat with all your other acting mates and mm. and and uh, and the thing I'd heard like universally was oh she's lovely you'll have a good time yeah she's oh that's great. so and good she raises your performance because she's so good like for me there's a I mean, a couple of times in my career where I'm like, oh, shit, don't be the one that sucks. Don't be the one that sucks. <laughs> yeah. When I did The Walk and I'm like, I'm on this movie with like a whole bunch of, uh, you know, Oscar winning actors. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, don't be the one that sucks. <laughs> Zemeckis is directing you and you're like, you just want him to say good job. That's all you want. You just want him to say good job. And then you can move on. And and you did. Everyone was like that. At the end of every take, everyone would look at Bob like this. Oh, waiting oh for God. that. Yeah, yeah. And you go, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And then he'd move on. Um, and with Allison, it's the same way. You're like, I don't want to get drowned. Don't be drowned. And yeah. she's so great that she lifts you up. And there uh-huh. are moments in just in the week. And this is a sitcom. It's not like this is some kind of intense drama, but the show mm-hmm. does have, it's really unusual. And it works on all these levels with, with, um, you know, 12 step programs and people with kind of like deep set issues.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
2: uh, and so, but there are times when I'm in a scene with her and I experienced a flow that I can't say I've, I've rarely I said, I've really experienced where at the end of it you're like, oh my god, that was great. That was like a roller coaster ride. That was mm-hmm. you're on the flow. You're not thinking about it. You're just in the moment, literally, as the actors like to say. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so it was, it was, it was great. So I look forward to doing more of those.
0: Oh, I wait, can't so wait to see it. Since sitcoms obviously used to be filmed in front of an audience, I'm guessing there's no audience or anything like that now.
2: For Mom no audience, or no cutouts, even nothing. They don't wow. give you anything. They just and the table readings are done. Everybody. I was really looking forward to seeing a lot of the producers and writers who I know. And, you know, Chuck Laurie, who I've known for since back in the Dharma and Greg days. And everybody watches from home. Everyone wow. is working from home. Oh, so really? it's really interesting. It's just the actors and, and necessary crew okay. and um, a table and just a little camera. Same for the network run through. It's the same thing. It's just like a little camera. Um, and you, so it's, a, yeah, it's a very interesting dynamic now.
1: I feel Excuse like me, that but t- I do.
2: I, I miss that kind of like
1: I was just thinking energy. that.
2: Yeah. 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 Like I
1: feel like that is such a has to be such a big part of it. The entire preparation leading up to when you're actually on set filming and just I'm sure for an actor that connection even though you do film on the set but it's different.
2: It, it's, it's different but with sitcom especially you know you get your timing off the laughs.
1: Yeah. Like, you know like
2: you kind of figure out what works and what doesn't and they give you the crew like the you know, the, the the big dirty secret is that the the writers and producers are usually there, and they will laugh if a joke works. Not necessarily because they find it funny; they've 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 heard the joke a thousand times by then. Uh-huh. But they know if it works, if it lands, if it's done right, and they give you the laugh that you need. You know. Okay. And, but there are times when you'll do a joke and you won't hear anything. So it's you're always on your toes to get the to to make the material work. And in in sitcom especially, that's sometimes you'll find some of the greatest moments in sitcom are where the studio audience found something funny that was a surprise to everybody, mm. found it really mm. funny. Mm-hmm. And, and there was an old show called Taxi and there's a moment when Christopher Lloyd is doing a driving test and his mm. character is not the smartest character in the world. And, and he turns to one of the other characters and says, hey, what, is, uh, uh, what does Amber mean? Amber light, what does that mean? And the other guy goes, slow down and he goes, what does <laughs> ever? And, like, the guy, and the guy's like, "Slow down!" It what? It, it's one of the longest laughs in the history of comedy, and really because the audience just took it and just lost it. Yeah. Um, and you, and so those are the great moments that you you will miss if you're doing it yeah. uh, without an audience. But that said, you know, fake it till you make it. Yeah, Yeah.
1: definitely. (laughs) It's just the ultimate acting test. Now you have nothing there and you're expecting this huge reaction. Yes.
2: Well, I expect that all the time anyway. My (laughs) mind, it's... Standing ovation for every line, and it's going to take an hour to do this sitcom. We're never going to get through it. you
1: are like, who is Steve like thanking? There's nobody there. You're like, thank you so much. Was he?
2: What's he signing? There's nothing. There's no one signing autographs. Signing the air. (laughs) Signing some invisible person's
0: T-shirt. That's really creepy. That's weird.
1: Like, let him have it. Let him do it. (laughs)
0: It's it's, it's his thing. It's
2: it's Uh, It's in his contract. Sign fake autographs. (laughs) Um, Well, we'd love to go back and ask you some questions about your career if that's all right yes yes a career is a dangerous thing i think hector elizondo once said i don't have a career i have i do jobs because he said you can lose a career but if you go from job to job that's it you know well we'd love to go back and ask you about some of your jobs (laughs)
0: let's rephrase
2: (laughs) the entire
1: question (laughs)
2: let's do it let's let's talk about some of my gigs
0: (laughs) (laughs) so how did you when did you start acting and how did you know that this was for you
2: uh, good. Well, I mean, I started acting when I was a kid. I was in a, a dance class when I was about six years old. I joined a, dan- a, a company called the Miller School of Dancing and um, in South End on Sea in England. And I, and I, and I did that. And then from there, got in, we, we do shows once a year and I just loved it. But I, my, every, every kind of actor has his, uh, his moment where he's like, Oh, what was this? How old was I? I was seven or eight. And this uh, traveling theater group came to the school, and and uh, uh, and they're like, we need someone to, you know, they they would do like some play in front of the whole school, and uh. they were like, we need some people to come up, some kids to come up and help, and I, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. So they pull me up on stage, they pull me backstage, and this and this, I remember this guy he was kind of gruff and kind of in a bad mood, and he goes, right, listen. Here's a, here's, a, here's a shovel and um, what you're just going to stand over there and I just want you just kind of leaning on it and don't do anything. No matter what we say, don't do anything. And, he said, and then eventually I'll say to you, come on, what do you think a shovel's for? And you just have to say, leaning on. And I remember looking at him going, okay. And he goes, leaning on. I'm like, leaning on. Okay. And he goes, because it's funny. And I was like, uh, okay. I didn't, I didn't get it at all. And I, and I go out there and... And I'll never forget The guy goes, so what do you think the shovel's for? And I go, leaning on. And everyone went nuts. And the, because I don't know what it was, but the sound of that laughter coming from all the kids Mm -hmm. in that situation, I was like, oh, I like this. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Instant approval. You're like, yeah. Instant instant
2: approval. And uh, I didn't understand why it got a laugh. I still don't understand it. But um, I I think uh, that was kind of the moment when I was hooked. And then I was always doing... Stand up uh, uh, magic and close up magic and pe- performing on stage in some ways. It trained as a mime, with I joined a company called the Proscenium Company, which was a um, um, we toured around and we did all different kinds of, uh, of theater and pantomimes and old time music hall and you name it. We did everything.
1: Yeah, so we are very curious about this magic. How do mm. you? a Magic blows my mind. How mm. does it work? I don't know. I'm not saying you have to give That's away the all job. Of your secrets. Mm. <laughs> How did you get into magic? Had you been interested in it as a kid or?
2: Yeah, I know my mum bought me a little, uh, well, <laughs> there's the PG version. Oh no. <laughs> I'll do the PG version. I, okay. I was as a kid, I had to go into a hospital for a little bit of a surgery that was a little bit late. And because of that, my parents felt very bad about it. And so they gave me this magic kit. Uh, to make you feel better. Make me feel
1: better. I'd already, okay. I think
2: I'd already got one because my mum had joined a catalog club or something. And part of what uh, she had to buy a couple of things to join this catalog club. And, and I got mm-hmm. this little box of tricks. But this was a hanky panky magic set number three. It was the best one. And, oh, uh, wow. and that was it. And that, you know, I was in this bed in the hospital and I was just like going through these magic tricks and annoying everybody with them and so that and then I just became hooked and by the time I was 10 I was doing my own act um, wow. and my I entered a competition for when the movie magic came out with Anthony mm. Hopkins uh, uh, this local movie theater had a competition magic competition to promote the movie mm-hmm. and I was and the, the part of the prize was um, it was a little bit of money, and then it was tickets to see the movie, which was an X-rated movie at that point in England. And so I went and entered my act, and I was shocked to find all these other people who were also magicians that lived in my home. I had no idea. I'm like it's like you have one of us, right? You're yeah. Like freak two And you're oh my god. And it's always I was like, this is amazing. So I go and do my act, and of course I win because I'm ten, not because I'm any good, <laughs> because I'm. 10. And can actually <laughs> say, and part, he can't even accept part of the prize because he's too young to see the movie. Uh, and, uh, but I meet all these magicians and this one old timer called Dick Turpin, who was this old itinerant street performer, who was this wonderful guy who ended up being kind of a mentor although I didn't realize it at the time. And he's like, you got to come to this meeting at a South End Sorcerer Society, which was the local magic club. And I'm like, there's a magic club? I had no idea. <laughs> like, well, it's adults only, but you're good enough. You can come, we'll, we'll make an exception. And um, and so then I was suddenly every Sunday, Sunday, I was I'd go to these magic club meetings and uh, and they, they were like this extended family. It was pretty amazing. How so nice. th- so the magic stuff just has always been a passion. And I always did it side by side with the acting until I came to America. And then I realized I had to choose mm. after a while. I was like, you can't be two things. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I did a one man show about that topic you can't be an actor and a magician at the same time because people see you a certain way right and mm-hmm. when casting directors will say to you oh if a role comes up for a magician we'll let you know and you're like no no i can do other things I can do others yeah <laughs> you know and <laughs> um and so i quit magic for a while but i got back into it about mm, 10 15 years ago oh nice because uh, i feel like i would acted enough to kind of say i'm an actor and, 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 and yeah, yeah and and so now i have this thing called magic on the go which is a which is an online, which is so much fun, which is my online magic school. For anyone who wants to learn magic and there's all these different levels, but it's all the stuff that I think is great. So a lot of people are overwhelmed with magic or buy the props, single Uh trick. And so I mix the history of it with these things and I kind of, I'm the one who kind of, I go through everything and, and I pick, I select the best things and I teach them on video. And so we've got over six, I think 600 videos now, which is- Wow. Really, yeah, wow. So wherever I am in the world, if I'm stuck in a hotel room, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter if I'm filming something, I'll always be, I'll be shooting these videos and
1: yeah you know, and uploading them. So you can, somebody can learn magic. It's not like yeah. you have that, I don't know, to me, I watch magicians and I'm like, there's, that's, a, that's a gift. I can't now, well, do
2: like anything else, right, you can hum a tune or you can sing opera, but you, it, it, there's techniques. And mm. there's, you know, you'd be amazed how many people you've got your professional magicians, mm-hmm. but they're usually not as much, uh, you know, the ones that are out there spending money and buying stuff and maybe even kind of um, my pupils, like, for me, uh, the people that I teach are, are people of other jobs. And this Mm -hmm. is a passion of theirs. And they might do three or four shows a year, Um, or maybe their kids want to learn magic or something like that, because it's an amazing discipline for children because it teaches them uh, digital dexterity and critical thinking and how to present mm. yourself and how to speak mm. and all these things that you need in life are kind of all uh-huh. built into magic, how to lie, how to deceive. It's all there. It's everything you need. <laughs> the important part. <laughs> the all important the good part. things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. To say one thing while this hand is doing something else to be politics, politics, you know, it's perfect to be a politician. You'd be amazed how many uh, mu- famous musicians uh, do magic um, as I was over the years, you know, so it's, it's a uh, it's an amazing art form and craft but it's also just mm. a great passion and hobby and and uh and I love it and then you could join up and you could, you could Steve learn. I
1: might show up I might be I might join your school like I'm not kidding right. I find it fascinating you know
2: grace we need both women in magic and when we you know there's nothing stopping women joining and uh, becoming magicians it's just yeah. uh, it's there's been a history of, of some of um it being a, like a boys' club, like a male mm. dominated mm. profession, but that's only because there aren't as many magicians, uh, female magicians learning. I mean, you buy a magic yeah. book, it's not going to not open for you because you're a woman. You're gonna, <laughs> I just that's I true. It. Most of them are written like, all right, all right, now, uh, in your trousers, or uh, six men love this <laughs> trick, you know. they all, all the old books are kind of written that way, but there is. There's one called The Modern Conjurer um, where uh, there's a, a female magician who's kind of co-authored the book and she's in a whole bunch of the, you know, the photographs. And that, that's like early 1900s.
0: So it's oh, okay. a
2: great history of uh, women in magic. So come on, Grace. There you go. Well, I feel like Nina.
1: weren't the women, I think of them as being like the sidekick, the one that gets in the box and gets sawed in half,
2: Used you know? Be. Yeah, used, to used
1: to be okay. It
2: used to be, but um, that's
1: why I was afraid of getting sawed in half.
2: But you yeah. can take silver. Yeah, no, no, you're your her biggest fear. Nothing to be afraid of. It's as long as they put you back together. That's the important part.
1: That's so true.
2: But there's, I'll take an example. There's a, a lovely book called um, uh, "Talma, Queen of Magic," and um, it's a biography of a woman. Was it Adelaide? No, Adelaide Herman. Adelaide Herman. It was about Adelaide Herman, and so she was the wife of. Uh, Alexander Herman, who was the greatest, like the greatest, most famous magician at the turn of the century, late 1800s, early 1900s. He was loved and um, his wife was as good of, if not better magician than he was. And when he died, mm-hmm. she put an act together and she went out and she uh, she performed. and She was just as good and, and great. And so uh, her story is, uh, she wrote this biography Mm-hmm. And uh, I have to—I'm not quite sure what the name of it is, but um, if you look up Alexander Herman and Adelaide Herman, you'll find the biography that she wrote about life with him, and then mm. what life was like after he died. Wow, uh, It's quite something.
1: I am fascinated by it, and then As I was
2: going to say it's really interesting.
1: We also read that you are award winning close up magician. Yes, what is, what is that? What does it mean to be a close-up it, it magician? It means
2: I, I break through your, your comfortable fourth wall and I get way too close and I do magic for you. I'm like, hey, man, that's a card trick. Uh, no, I close-up magic is anything that's not on stage. What well, used to be close-up magic was anything that's not on stage. Uh, but now, last year, I toured with the illusionists. Um, we had a oh. blast over the holidays. And I was doing basically my close-up on stage for 5,000 people because we had a screen and a camera. So now you can do it anywhere, right? Uh, they've done it in front of fifteen thousand people. Card tricks, mm-hmm. coin tricks, make a coin vanish, but like your hand is a hundred feet across, you know, which means your technique has to be really good. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, because you can't. The problem is you can't misdirect a camera. Mm-hmm. So everyone knows a little bit about misdirection. Misdirection is a psychological and a physical thing. So you, how you direct somebody's thought process mm-hmm. is also how you direct their actual physical. But it's more about where the mind is. Mm. but so on camera when the camera's there it's, it's next to impossible so you you have to build the act around that same with doing magic on like a zoom show or something like that okay yeah so but close-up magic is my favorite art form because it's because you're so it's so intimate and it's really one of, people get to see in reality what looks like a special effect yeah and, and you can have a lot of fun at the magic castle mm-hmm. in hollywood which is one of my favorite places oh, in the yeah. whole world Uh, they have a place called the close-up room which seats now it seats 35 to 40 people in the early 90s we'd pack it with 60 but then the fire marshal got all up and <laughs> Cut in half. It would, get, it would get so, it was like tiered seating and it would get so warm and so hot and you could just rock the room. You know, people would pass um, out from the heat. Oh we would drag them out to the bar, get them a glass of water. Like, go. it's, back an, it's and part of the trick. It's
1: part of the act. Yeah, yeah, it's a
2: misdirection. <laughs> Everyone looks over there and I bring in the rabbit. And that's <laughs> as you're doing it works. But you, you know, and, and they didn't care. But like, so I feel bad. The woman just passed out and she's okay. But it was like, get on with the show. Okay, fine. <laughs> and get back into it. And some of my favorite memories of performing magic full time of all have come from that little room, you know. Mm. Uh, that's so awesome. That's,
0: that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I've driven by that a million times,
2: but never been inside. Yeah. Uh, well, when it reopens um which hopefully which probably won't be till next year yeah yeah but uh you have to go well yeah set up uh well i'll set it up for you so you can get in and oh that would be very amazing. busy uh at uh i'm sure it's going to be very busy w- once it does reopen but um yeah then because it's a it's, you know it's a very intimate place so there's just That's nowhere to go yeah, yeah you're just not going to be you're in a room with. What was crazy, I like, think about it now, we were talking with the illusionists, was we were doing 5,000 seat auditoriums Look at the Fox Theater in oh, Detroit. Wow. was 5,000 people all yeah. laughing in your direction. You How know? would
1: that ever happen?
2: <laughs> now I'm like six feet away. Like, please, please, no. All the spray, you know, now I That's just think so of that. That's so true. I just think of that, that was that one movie It starts off that way, Contag- not Contagion, but Outbreak, oh, which yeah. starts off with someone coughing on a plane and then you just see the droplets. It goes. Oh, God. So yeah, thinking about that now, it's it's crazy. We, a lot of the, so we were touring in America, North America, November, December, January, February and a lot of the crew and the cast got sick with some flu that knocked them out like anything they'd ever had. And now we're beginning to think maybe that was early stages of this go ahead yeah know, i didn't get it i was taking this the vitamin i don't know if this is going to ever work for anyone else but there's this vitamin c called lipo something and it um it's a vitamin c gel it stays in your in your glands in your system longer than just yeah. vitamin c and that might have helped me yeah okay
1: i did i there are people that i know as well that now wonder If they had it before it was announced, because like they would, they were really sick. Or my brother thought maybe he did, because he was last year flying, and he said he's never felt that ill. Right. So maybe, maybe they did. I mean, that's when I guess you can get the antibody test.
2: Yeah. If you, it's funny because they don't do that in America. But if you work in Mexico, a friend, a friend of mine is an actress doing a show in Mexico, and she was Mm. saying that they, they did a blood test. It's a blood test, and they can tell from that blood test whether you have it, or whether you've had it oh so oh whether you don't have it so it's like three yeah. things from one little droplet of blood you know but of yeah. course wow they're not there yet in the states but um we're all you know, it'd be nice to know oh we're praying right. I really him. would yeah
0: <laughs> well we have to ask so a yeah. lot of our listeners are huge disney channel fans and yeah, yeah. you were in two two of our favorite disney channel movies <laughs> And Thank since you. this is our Halloween episode, we have to ask about
2: Don't Look Under the Bed. Yes. Right. Oh my God. That was 1999. We filmed that, by the way. Yeah. 1999, something crazy like that in Salt Lake City. And uh, that was a really interesting time because the makeup, were, which Rick Stratton did, was like a four hour ordeal every morning because oh, everything wow. on me is a piece.
1: Yeah, you were unrecognizable, like. And yet
2: it still kind of looks, it's weird. If you look at it, it's still kind of like me. Yeah, but <laughs> know, yeah. But it's like this kind of gross extended version. And, uh, but the makeup was, so it was four hours plus the little quilt, but that that makeup was way scarier. When the, on, it was still kind of um, controversial when they when they launched the movie. Oh, uh, but, I, it but, terrified but, me as a kid.
1: Yeah, we were just yeah. we were talking about that and even re-watching it recently. I was like, I watched this as a kid? Yeah. I was scared.
2: <laughs> Kids are afraid of monsters in the closet and under the bed anyway. This just kind of exemplifies oh. it and just magnifies yeah. it to a point yeah. where, you, you yeah. Uh, so those teeth, for example, the fangs, which were the up and bottom uh, teeth that clicked in, um, had twice as many teeth originally in oh, the wow. design and then and then the compromise was to lower the number of the teeth yeah we had these contact lenses that were a nightmare that kept breaking because they're sclerals so they they oh. they cover the entire eyeball and it's they're oh. not comfortable uh so we've got the makeup every everything but the great thing is i still have the costume you do i, I don't know why but i received why it in not the mail. like which is very unusual for Disney. They like to keep hold of everything mm-hmm. for the archives. But um, mm-hmm. they, I got it. It's, I don't even fit in it anymore. Because I was way skinnier. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, I still have the costume, which is kind of awesome.
0: That's cool. That's what exciting. do you want to
2: know about the movie? That, that, uh, <laughs> ask uh, ask me, and I'll.
0: Uh... Oh my! Well, my first question was about the makeup, so you covered that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And then was it just a lot of green screens? Because that set was the set that was
2: under the bed. No, right. it, it was ninety nine percent practical. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah, it was a big studio. Like I said, Salt Lake City. A lot, you'll notice there's a lot of smoke. Mm. And um, to the point where actually I had to dub the entire role, I was so upset because I'd learned to speak these with these teeth. Uh-huh. So when you get to Franny and you get to speak like this, you know, it forces you to enunciate. Uh-huh. And I was so I was proud of the fact that I could actually do this in the teeth without sounding yeah. like I had a mouthful of marbles. <laughs> and then I get the call; I had to go in and dub the entire thing because of the sound of the smoke and the wind machines oh, no. was just drowning out the dialogue. So I was kind of pissed off about that, but. Um, Yeah, the set because there's sort of smoke machines going all the time, and the use of uh, black velvet and uh, um, and smoke just gives it that kind of denser appearance. But those, all those giant books and and all those things were practical. Yeah,
1: I had thought with the books because you could tell a little bit that they that was real, like you could see that they were real. But then I didn't know because even the older movies, they would tend to maybe have just the background be obviously green screen, but bigger yeah. objects on I the set. I don't
2: recall there being any blue screen, I might be wrong, I probably am, but I don't <laughs> recall it being, wow. it would have been blue screen back then, not even green screen. Oh, okay. it's how old, oh, it's how old. it is. Blue screen before green screen. <laughs>
1: have, your, have your kids seen it?
2: No, but they're going through, um, I think tonight, I think tonight or <gasps> tomorrow. Oh, yeah. uh, my, my daughter saw the first 10 minutes of it uh, and, She's she just loves Halloween. She's like she's like okay. nine years old. and Nothing scares her. You know what oh, I mean. So she went to school right. today. So she's ready. with a hand, a rubber hand, severed hand that she bought, sticking out of her pocket. So ready. Um, yeah, she's ready fine. For My it. four-year-old, he's I, I can never quite tell. He might just go, Dad. He came to see me in the Illusionists. Oh yeah, uh, and he was at that point three, uh, three and three and three quarters and he's in the audience, and we weren't sure how he was going to react seeing me on stage, right? So obviously every time I asked for someone to help, he put his hand up, dad, 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 you know, I couldn't pick him. And then every time I did a joke, <laughs> you all you heard from him, from him was, oh, dad! It's <laughs> about the entire show. <clears throat> oh, no. <laughs> so There are times when he's just like, whatever, you're messing around. And there are times when, you know, it's going to get, deep into the psyche but uh, yeah
1: that's a really good point because i didn't i was thinking because just watching it now i was like this is scary did i watch this as a kid i had to have been scared so i was like i wonder if steve's kids have seen it but they know it's yeah. you that, that so
2: know that's really a different whole different you know thing they know it's me uh it's, it's gonna be interesting i remember years ago i was doing a show and we had a table reading and i remember this um beautiful actress was a young beautiful actress was sitting at the other side of the table and she kept looking over at me like this and I was like, oh, this is gonna be awkward. She's clearly got a crush on me. You know, this is uh, she's giving me the eye, she's giving me the look. And and then she came up to me and she was like, You were uh, in um, Don't Look Under the Bed, right? And I was like, Yeah, and she goes, That terrified me when I was a kid. I hate you. And she it was like she was she was angry at me. Oh no. Like, apparently I'd given her nightmares. And so when she heard my voice and she looked at me, she was like, that's what that wow. I t- talk about. But it's a story of my life. I misread women all the time. And that's what that that, that happened again during you know, during this show. So that often will, will happen when people people I've known for years who did, mm-hmm. didn't realize it was me, you know, will, yeah. will be like, oh my God, was that you? So it's, you know, you didn't know when you were making it it was going to have that kind of an impact.
1: Mm. Sure.
2: And it was off the air for a while because Disney was kind of didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Because um, they got a lot of complaints about how scary it was. Really? Yeah, wow. they did. Um, but uh,
1: I mean, I could, I can, I can understand.
2: Yeah. You know, up to that <laughs> point, I, also... I was watching Mickey Mouse and and, <laughs> right. and then all of a sudden don't look under the bed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> whole thing. Well, I mean, because that just even the title of the movie as a kid, that yeah. was a fear that I had. I, I had like this recurring dream when I was a kid about. Someone scary being under my bed. It would happen a lot. And then there's this movie called Don't Look Under the Bed. And I'm like, oh my God, it's real. I'm just not helping.
2: (laughs) It was was you. It was me all along. And then it turns out I'm a woman. So, you know, it was what a a plot twist. Honestly. Oh, in case anyone hasn't seen it, spoiler alert. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He's a woman.
1: Um, Yeah. Um, We'd also want to ask because this is going up right around Halloween, what are your favorite Halloween movies?
2: well, I mean, there's so many, but I think that for me, the two, See, I like those kind of Halloween movies that are so, that get under your skin, right. Mm-hmm. You know, like get out mm-hmm. or something like that, where it's just yeah. terrifying. Oh, yeah. I think the exorcist is one of my um, all time favorite movies, but not because of the scene where the head spins because mm-hmm. of the relationship between the mother and the daughter and the sheer horror of watching your kid mm-hmm. become possessed. And, mm-hmm. and that whole, that whole relationship and the acting in that is so good. Like the relationship mm-hmm. between the mother and the daughter is so good, and and the just everything about it is terrifying. And you know the the as far as I know the um, the scene with the head spinning wasn't in the book. That was something they added. Oh, uh, they oh my god, and it's like the
1: most iconic scene.
2: Yeah, isn't yeah. That, I mean, that often happens, right? You know, something yeah. that isn't in the script is either improvised by an actor or something they add in a movie script yeah. that wasn't in a book. Uh, same with The Omen with Gregory Peck. Like to me, wow. that was, you know, mm-hmm. same kind of relationships and just kind of mm-hmm. conflicts and battles between good and evil. And I think when you can't quite see what it is that you're dealing with, that's even more terrifying. Like Alien, you know, the, the very mm-hmm. first. That's one. so true. Yeah. yeah. Same with Jaws, you know? I mean, really, you couldn't see the shark for most of it. And that's what mm-hmm. made it scary.
1: Yeah. I that's, often find yeah. that. I, I feel like the scariest movies to me are the ones that, are the most realistic that maybe could happen. Like when they get really into monsters and things that I kind of get lost on it, but yeah. ones that, yeah, you can find a weird connection with it it's, it's as if that were you or if it were to happen.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's just one step to the left and boom, you know, something, yeah. something yeah. I, you, you, uh, you know, my, my wife did a great movie. She did a movie called Dawn of the Dead, uh, which came oh, out wow. I like 10 years ago, the Zack uh-huh. Snyder, yeah. the Zack Snyder yeah. movie like apparently it's one of the most successful zombie movies of all time
1: oh yeah and
2: um so she she experienced what it is to to star in a in a horror movie with the fandom you know because that is got a massive fan base that it does um, Mm -hmm. she gave birth to a zombie baby uh,
1: Experience green
2: and i've always threatened to cut that footage with the footage of her giving birth to our kids and it's the zombie (laughs) she's like she's like i will leave you the second you do that. Uh, but yeah. It's a, but yeah, it's always you know, there.
1: It's always an option. It's always,
2: it's always an option. Don't make me, don't piss me off. Uh, but, uh, but that is a great movie. If you watch Dawn of the Dead, that's a really fun, mm-hmm. I think that was one of the first times that zombies had some energy and power. Like mm-hmm. speed. Yeah. Right yeah, totally. So, yeah. So those are kind of like, those are really, you know, I remember nightmare on Elm street, the original one to having a big impact on me when I was young. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Uh, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, but for me, like those those classic ones that that kind of
1: they really get you.
2: get you thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about you guys? What's your favorite? Oh my gosh, I,
1: I was terrified of The Ring when I was a kid. The Ring really right. freaked me out. Gothica really freaked me out.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I really, but I like scare. I like horror movies. Like I really like the Conjuring movies, and I like. I don't know. I really will see any of them, but I remember the ring. I was terrified. I called my brother before coming home from my friend's house after watching it to make sure he was home and made him stand outside the bathroom door as I showered. I (laughs) was terrified. I was so
2: scared. He didn't mess with you. He didn't, he didn't do anything. No,
1: he didn't, (laughs) which I'm shocked about. I was just
2: reading this story. I I just read this story. I, I can't remember who it was on Facebook who said they did this, but apparently their friend, was reading The Exorcist novel years ago and hated it and thought it was one of the most evil books they'd ever read. And so didn't finish it, threw it into the ocean.
1: Mm.
2: And this guy said, so what I did, he said, I went and bought a copy of it, soaked it in water and put it in his drawer by his by his bed. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you can imagine, uh, yeah. Oh my God,
1: acting. that's, no, that's horrible. <laughs>
2: It's good though isn't it it's good, see, it's, it's, good. good. it's good it's good <laughs> it's a good one.
1: Oh god see if my brother had done something i would have i think he could tell how scared i was <laughs> so he didn't
2: yeah but no my that doesn't stop most siblings does it yeah that's true. It really doesn't you got lucky yeah you got lucky you got
0: lucky yeah i would say i'm a big fan of like the 90s kind of cheesy horror movies like scream and i know what you did last summer sure those ones <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they started a whole nother genre of, uh, they really did, of slasher movie. I actually wrote one. I never did anything with the script. I wrote, um, it was about a magician. It was about something that happened to me. And I thought, well, what if, uh, this thing that happened to me, what if I reacted badly to it, you know, and kind of wanted revenge on the people who did this one thing. And uh, so I wrote this script about this magician who becomes the most famous, uh, serial killer in, los angeles oh. starts, take, starts taking out celebrities and um it was i've got to do something with it i got to i was read, gonna say that's and, a good and idea there was a character this, this guy had this image of being the lead guy was this slightly pudgy uh, over the hill magician but he always saw himself as this gothic ripped kind of very dark and kind of demonic kind of magician with fire and snakes and stuff mm. and essentially what i realize i realize now i look at it and i'm like oh sh- I, I predicted Chris Angel because <laughs> in that script it, there's a moment where he's coming through the fire, like in, in a in kind of in a crucifix pose, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is this is pre Chris Angel. I wrote I wrote that. Um, I have to tell Chris. About you drummed him into I'm, existence. You did. <laughs> you made yeah, it real. You did. Th- you did. This. I brought him to life. That explains everything. Yeah. <laughs> he really are a magician. <laughs> <laughs> I had one wish and I wasted it. Yeah. But no.
1: Yeah. Um. We'd also, the other movie, the other Disney movie we wanted to ask is the Wizards of Waverly Place movie. Yeah. What was that working? What was it like going from a really popular show into a movie about that really popular show? Cause I was so, I loved that show. And when that movie was coming out, I could not wait.
2: So many, so many great, great memories of, of filming that. Coming into uh, it was such a tight knit cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can and, imagine a lot of love between everyone in the cast. And so when you come into something like that, it's always a little bit of a, you know, um, are you going to be welcomed? Are you going to be accepted? Or are you going to be the outsider? Because everyone's got mm. their shorthand. and Yeah. And they, but they were lovely. And I remember, I remember Selena, um, she's such a good person that you kind of, you kind of go, do people like this still exist? You know, Aww. you kind of like, you're like, where's the, Where's the chink in the armor? Where's the you know? Where's yeah. the? Where's the? I want to see what this is. This is BS. She's you know. <laughs> well. We were out having at a restaurant having dinner. Cast. She was out rescuing dogs on the beach. You just kind of go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this she's isn't real, a great, right? <laughs> she's just such a naturally lovely person with such a good heart, and you. So um, and the whole it was very much a coming of age, I think, for David um, mm. being in Puerto Rico, which is where we shot it. I think. Mm. He, was 19 at that point, and that was legal drinking age in Puerto Rico. Um, and everyone, Lev, did a great job directing it. We were all over Puerto Rico filming that. I mean, from the Port Bay to the rainforest, they have an entire, they've got this huge rainforest to those giant canyons with the mountains and the Bat Cave, which was real, which looks like a set, but that Bat Cave was a real Bat Cave the giant oh, cave oh, wow. at the end. And there really? we, we had to be kind of quiet as we were filming because there were bats sleeping above us. So there was bat guana everywhere. Wow. Uh, bat poop everywhere. Um, so that view out of the hole in the mountain, looking out down into the canyon was a real view. Uh, I just I, I, just have so many great memories of places that we stayed, but the hotel that we stayed in was lovely. And we got yeah. to know the owner of, of that. And just very, and just so many, talented people david Deloise has this habit he does this one thing where you'll be walking down the street and he'll walk into a, a lamppost or a tree and just go down and it's this bit of slapstick and he what you don't realize is you're having a conversation as you're walking down the street he's set this up five minutes before right he's oh, seen yeah. the tree he's got the trajectory he's mentally worked out how many steps it's going to take to make it look natural and and he just goes right and, and i'm like he keeps doing it and i'm like you are going to one day you're going to break something doing that. And sure <laughs> One enough, of these times
1: you're going to really hit know, something. Did he?
2: Yes. He, uh, <gasps> um, when we got the Emmy for the movie, the movie got an Emmy. And uh-huh. I believe as he was running up onto the stage, he slipped. He was he oh, no. to do the gag and um, something went wrong and he broke. I have to double check with him, but I'm pretty sure that's exactly when he broke his collarbone.
1: Oh, uh, no. But, I mean, it uh, was coming, it sounds like. It sounds yeah, like you know, it was just a
2: matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but that was uh, that was a lot of fun we we the parrot was the fun thing for me
1: we wanted to ask you about yeah that.
2: <laughs> so there that were four like? parrots okay each designed to do each was trained to do different tricks and I remember the guy who was the animal trainer his face was covered in scars and I think he had one eye uh and um he was like oh, the animals are fine. <laughs> right? Like, okay, like, no. Yeah. Like, I'm really gonna
1: take your word for it.
2: So this is the problem, right? When you do when you work with animals in film and television, like I did a snake in in um when we were doing I'm in the band and we did this song Halloween thing, and I had a giant albino python around my neck. And they're like, Don't worry, she's friendly, she's not gonna do anything. I'm like, Really? You spoke to her, you had a conversation with her, and <laughs> she's not in a bad mood, like you know he signed sh- off
1: on it, freaking <laughs>
2: python, right? <laughs> um so they got this so there's four parrots three of them hate me three of them like one put i still have a scar on my finger right here with the <gasps> beak right through my finger oh no but only one of them uh liked me and she she blushed you know how that how parrots just they just they're like people as soon as you meet them either they love you or they hate you and, and that's, mm. that's all there is to it so um she blushed that they blush and she kind of was on my shoulder, and she kind of nuzzled into me. So, they made these little wooden bars in my on my clothing, so that she had a perch on my shoulder. Uh, right. Which was had the horrible uh, after effect of making me look round-shouldered. So, I, I hate the way I look in the front. <laughs> because it looks like I'm like I've got these. <laughs> but anyway. Um, it's my vanity coming through. I was but, gonna say I wouldn't have noticed, was, yeah. <laughs> but the parrot was happy, so uh and she was she just we had the greatest relationship. So in between shots, she just stay on my shoulder, she never pooped on me, not once oh. the entire shoot. When we were running through the rainforest, if uh, uh, if I was going too fast, she just lightly nibble on my ear to slow me down. And but you realize when you've got a parrot here, and this is a beak, and the beak is like a freaking tooth, and at any point she could just take an eye out, you 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 need to be completely respectful of the, of the animal mm-hmm. always in, when yeah. you're working with animals, but you know, a bird who's right there by your face most of the time. And then we just, I, I just got to a point where I was improvising with her. A lot of the stuff where I'm talking to her is me just working off of whatever it is that she's doing, you know, and oh, wow. she's not looking at me. And I'm like, no, look at me, look at me when I'm talking to you. Don't give yeah. me that face. That's just, me working off of her. You know? I love that. She nipped oh. at my fingers. And I was, that that was—that actually happened. That's you real. And I'm like, you know, how? Go- that whole yeah. moment was, was not when she raised the arm. That was digital. Yeah. Text, but Okay. Um, That's- so <laughs> she wasn't that good. But, <laughs> I was say,
1: pay her the big bucks. <laughs> yeah.
2: But it was a fun movie. I mean, but it's a very dark storyline. I mean, I don't know if people realize it, but my, my character is a guy who, Rescues his girlfriend from being a parrot. And then when she doesn't love him anymore, he changes her back right into back. a parrot. I know. <laughs> just so he can keep her. And you're it's like, so <laughs> this is a very creepy, this is very deep and dark. I'm, you know, kind of people didn't really, kind of went under the radar a little bit. But oh, like, yeah. Really?
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember watching it when it came out, and I didn't catch that. But when I rewatched it on Disney Plus, yeah, <laughs> that was oh, yeah. the first thing I thought when that, well, that happens
1: with Disney stuff, you'll rewatch it and you're like, wait, a minute. <laughs> as a yeah. kid, you just didn't know.
2: Yeah, I think we're you know when we were doing I'm in the band, it was a it was a rock and roll show, and we would sneak all kinds of stuff in there for the adults. Oh, really? And you do you kind of uh, you know it's all, I, you know you just kind of have to put stuff in there for the for uh for the adult. other people so that yeah. when they're watching you know not just the kids for the adults so when oh they're yeah. watching, they're like, wait a minute is that Hold on a second so you can intrigue them
1: i, feel I like think disney a- animators have done that for a, such a long time like in disney yeah. animated movies yeah. there's always a little something
2: yeah i've seen <laughs> the list in there i've seen the list and <laughs> yeah it's kind of like what is that <laughs> I about i know um there's a I can't even talk about it, but there's there's <laughs> one in uh, Peter Pan that you're just kind of like, that is it's, it's outrageous. But um, oh, I, I think it's one. still in there. I don't think they realize it. Oh, no. Oh, really? You have to go back to when he's being shaved. That's all I'm saying. Go back to when I think Captain Hook I mean, is being shaved. Have a look okay. at that scene.
1: I actually don't think I know that one. I'm going to go gonna have to go look. We're going to
2: have to go look, yeah.
1: I know the Little Mermaid one, the Lion King one. <laughs>
2: And there's an aladdin one that there's, was yeah there yeah. is a whole list Every one of you're, them. you're like <laughs> um but uh you know you see you do you do those things and some of it yeah. gets goes underneath the radar that storyline was that was i, I was kind of happy they did that actually because it's just mm. a little layer, yeah a little layer into it yeah, yeah.
0: Well, we well, and then you, and then you got to play a magician in the movie too was that fun like at the beginning. yeah we
2: were doing yeah they were just like I was like give me this this and this and we'll improvise the stage uh the performance out on the street you know that was mm-hmm. that was fun adding the coins in the hat um and there wasn't a lot of magic but it, it was fun to do that one kind of lame street performance you know? yeah he's not great yeah, yeah. The, you know he's not the best magician in the world and um and with with the the little mime training came in handy with the balloon.
1: Uh, that, uh, yeah, I was like crossing your two worlds. <laughs> yeah,
2: everything was coming together in like a in, in disastrous combination of, but it was great. And and Lev, who's a really lovely director, um, uh, worked so lo- well with the kids. You know, a lot of those surf scenes were not easy. Mm, um, I my God, I can't imagine. To, to film, you know, and the kids were just like, yeah, get me on a surfboard. They were happy to do it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, to get that on camera, was- uh,
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, we love that movie. It yeah. was the, the whole final product was so good. It's I just, fun, when right? we just rewatched it recently, I was like, God, is this is good. It yeah. still really
2: holds up. It holds what up. else you want to know? What else you want to know about it? Because if I know, I'll tell you because I don't care.
1: <sighs> I'm trying to think now if there's anything now, like, that like what? watching it. Come was there anyone that, that you like yeah. didn't get along with?
2: So many people. No, I'm like I hated list, all of them. You list them in alphabetical order. <laughs> Gosh. I've got, yes, I do. I have them in the order of their social security numbers. <laughs> uh let me think uh, no you know that was one of those situations where it was just a lovely a lovely time mm. that I had a lot of spare time because when you're the bad guy often you're off doing your own thing
1: mm.
2: or they were doing the when they, especially when they were doing the final battle at the end you know I had a lot of time to myself oh, oh yeah mm. so I got a lot of time to explore Puerto Rico and oh, that's cool uh, oh that's we, probably it was
1: really great
2: we shot team beach in Puerto Rico too so I got to go back Oh, years later and, and shoot team beach there um that's beautiful. like I feel it's
1: like fun. those locations are just a dream like if you get to go to somewhere like Puerto Rico or Hawaii oh my god you can't pay well, Avalon
2: High we shot in New Zealand for uh um, two months I want to go know, there so bad and there's nothing like flying to New Zealand in business class let me tell you it's, uh, <laughs> I bet I didn't, I didn't want to get off the plane I was I like, bet. Uh, I'm good well
1: because how long is that flight is that I know Australia is what the longest
2: yeah flight? it's it's, super, it's like 14 hours or something.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Then you need, you need yep. to be completely relaxed, pampered. It's
2: quarantine. <laughs> You're just in quarantine again. Like oh yeah.
1: Quarantine. Your preparation. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. But it was, uh, yeah. So, so Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. We had a, we had a good time. I can't think if there was anything, anything really untoward that happened. I mean, we had a couple Ed. of moments when we got attacked by bugs that were pretty bad. But, oh you know, See, that no, would
1: have done it for see. me. I can't do the bugs.
2: Yeah. The, when we're on the beach, it looks beautiful, but there's just black flies everywhere. Oh no. We're
1: getting, really?
2: We're getting decimated. Yeah. Oh, oh no. Suffering for our craft right there.
1: <laughs> you guys have like bites all over you. <laughs>
2: yeah. But that's you'd never know. Cause I'm in that. You really now. want it now. No, I would. I you'd never know. You didn't see the pain on my face.
1: Oh, you sold uh, it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> And and uh, at the end of the movie, you know, when I said goodbye to a parrot, that was quite an emotional. One. I was just like, we were we were so connected Aww. by the end of that film. the one so that
1: loved. liked you, the
2: one, the one that, that liked
1: tolerated me. you. The, <laughs> the, the other three like, were already gone.
2: Whatever, I guess it. <laughs> <be.
0: laughs> you kept both your eyes, which is a plus. <laughs> Thank yeah, God. yeah,
2: yeah. Which was which was great. You just never know when you work with yeah. animals. Yeah, animals the- are as unpredictable as the actors that you're working with. Listen, as long as everyone is willing to do the offstage dialogue, that just tells you everything you need to know about an actor, right? Because mm-hmm. you go on to a movie, which I've done before, or a TV show, and uh, the the star is not willing to stay there and work with you on your side of the scene. He's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. a very selfish uh, actor. Um, but when everyone is willing to be there and be in the moment with you and play and kind of like experiment and try things out, I think it's uh it tells you everything you need to know about the the cast and the actors and Peter who was the showrunner, Peter Murieta, you know, he was so, he was really great as well about kind of overseeing everything and keeping mm. that kind of family relationship.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's nice because it is such a family like that, and especially because it was from a show and everyone yeah. knew them as one way. And you want like when the movie came out, I was so excited, and I feel like the movie was just as good as the show.
2: It really yeah. was. Yeah. You know what happened? Like a uh, uh, like six months later, right after the movie came out, I was back in LA shooting. I'm in the band, and we were on the same lot, same back lot as as Wizards. Oh, nice! So I went over to witness a live taping of Wizards, and um, and just the energy from the audience to these kids and everyone who'd grown up with these characters and just and just loved them. The creepiest thing I remember happening was we were all walking down the street, and this dude comes up to us, and he's like, "Hey." I love wizards of Waverly Place. I love your character Selena. And she's like, "Oh, oh, thank you. Do you have kids?" No. Oh. oh. <laughs> we we're like, okay. 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 All right. Have a good day. This way.
0: <laughs> I bet Thanks she's had to deal high. with I bet she's had to deal with some weird people in her career. Oh. Yeah.
1: Do you have kids? Never wanted them actually. I have no interest in kids. It's like, okay.
0: Yeah, no. Thank you. <laughs> Because there's that certain age where it's like Wizards was the last show I watched on Disney Channel before I like aged out of it. Me too. You got to stop at some point.
2: Yeah. Some people don't. That's true. I did a Disney cruise a year and a half ago. I was asked to uh, talk and do a little bit of magic and talk about the movies on this kind of this. They do this one uh, where they bring in all the kind of the VIPs and the big Disney fans or whatever. and, and And you go and do this thing. And, and it's almost entirely adults and everyone is this huge Disney fans. And that's, (laughs) and that's fine. You know, it was just the way that this came across That's because he zeroed in on her and you're like, this jams all the time. When we did, um, I'll tell you what we did do. I called it the brainwashing, but it was actually a brilliant thing. Uh, So when you, when you work for Disney, when you do a Disney series, uh, especially what they do is they do this kind of one or two day event. At the studio at Disney Studios. And it's kind of it's a bunch of talks and classes on on what it is to be working in a Disney series. And basically what they're saying, and it's really smart, what they do is they say, uh uh, you're working for a Disney, your life is never gonna be the same, right? I know you guys wanted to be actors or whatever, but this does a number of things. It makes you famous, but it also makes you a target. And so they're explaining to the kids, I mean, we were uh, we were sitting in the back kind of mm-hmm. making fun of the whole thing. But in the end, I was like, this is genius because the parents are there. And it's really aimed at the kids who are on these TV shows. And they come in and they talk about the history of Disney and they talk about how it started and its reach and its impact on people around the world. And you start to realize that you're part of a brand. Now, it's not mm-hmm. just about you. It's you are representing the brand. And they would always say, we're not telling you how to act, but understand that this is that we are a certain brand this is what these are our values this is what we believe in as, as, a, as a company and as a brand and so we, we want you to represent those values in your you know in your life mm-hmm. and also uh, and so a number of people would, would come in and, and give us talks and but there would also this one guy gets up and he kind of looked really unshaven and kind of like sweaty and he gets up and he goes right and he goes uh, let me see and he points to one of the kids and he goes mm-hmm. um, he says uh, you. Uh, we haven't met, right? And the kid goes, no. And he goes, right. But I know that you were in the house alone on the weekend, right? Because you were posting about it on Facebook. And he goes to somebody else and he goes, you were talking to some. Goes to this little girl. She was like eight. And he goes, you were just you were, you you've made friends with little boy thirteen in a chat room, right? I'm little boy thirteen. And he goes around the room, and the whole place just went cold. And he God. he was the head of security. For disney oh and he, my and this God. was how he made his point and he was like you posted a picture that you took at your house i now know where you live because of what's in the picture right you wow. posted that you're having a party because your parents were out of town or you no know, and, and he put all these different things together and he's like this is i'm not he said there's just people out there who want to do harm to kids you've just got to be aware of it mm. um and it was the most brilliant thing yeah. it was done very delicately You know, they didn't kind of go into the whole horrible details of what could happen, but they did put the fear of God into the parents and the kids on how to behave, especially with social media and online, Mm -hmm. because you are a target, you know, but good people and bad people are a target. So I really thought that I was very impressed with kind of that whole thing that they put together. Yeah. It was chilling.
1: Oh my gosh. I mean, social media has only gotten bigger as well and even more accessible to really anyone at any age. I feel like that more of those things maybe should happen because it's so true. You take a photo, what's in the background? Like, can somebody see out your window and see a street sign?
2: Yeah, I once posted a picture that had an address on it and didn't even realize it It was on the package that was by the side of me. Yeah, and it was a fan who said, we can see your address, you might want to.
1: Because people zoom in.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was, nice. uh, it was, yeah, it was, uh, so that was, that was a brilliant thing. Well, well especially these that.
0: kids who go on Disney Channel, they're like 12, 13, they're not going to know any, any
2: better yet. Yeah. No. Oh, yay, so yay. yeah, yeah. It's really up to the, you know, the parents to, to be aware of, of what, of all of what that. What they're doing. Yeah. yeah. And that's what, you know, that's what that whole, like I said, I called it the brainwashing as a joke, but it was, it was a, it was a, a brilliant piece of, of, uh, thing. A, 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 yeah. Taking care of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, sorry. I just saw David was about to talk. Oh, okay. <laughs> <We> no, I <laughs> was going to say, that. so
0: we already talked a little bit about mom. Do you have anything else coming up that you can tell us about?
2: Uh, that's I, I'm writing something right now. Um, I, so I've, I've got a pilot that I'm writing, which is a guess uh, about a magician. So surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> and I'm writing a comic book for aftershock comics Oh, nice. uh, which is something that I always wanted. I, I, I tried pitching seven or eight years ago and then all the networks were like, it's a superhero concept, which is a little bit different. And they're all like, but uh, you don't have a comic book. I'm like, no, but it's original. And I've got, you know, the whole thing mapped out. And they'd be like, it's not a comic book, we can't do it. So I'm like, all right, all right, uh, well, I, so I put it aside and then I was, I, I had a, it was kind of disappointing actually, because you yeah. think you know it's a really original thing. And then um, about a year and a half ago, I, I met these guys who own Aftershock comics and they do amazing stuff. And I was just telling them, I'm like, I just really wanted to do this superhero thing, and it would be an amazing comic. And I start telling them and they're like, let's do it. So I've been teaching myself. I can write screenplays very um, easily, but uh, writing a comic book is a whole different set of skills. So I've taken Dad. some time to teach myself how to do it because you, you are the director, the costumer, the uh, set right. designer, the cameraman, oh, you that's know, so yeah, true. the casting, you're everything. And so you have to have that entire vision. I'm a very visual writer anyway, so it's not so hard, but yeah. So I've been writing this now uh, for the last uh, few weeks and kind of getting the first issue. Uh, oh,
1: that's uh, okay. so exciting.
2: Yeah, right now it's just called Super, but uh, we'll see, uh, that, that probably will change. But there's oh, a very that's... good reason why it's called Super, it's kind of a double meaning.
1: Oh, Ooh. okay. We'll so have I'm to wait. i yeah. <laughs> <We> can't wait.
2: <laughs> Yeah, so we've got Mum, we've got that. I've got the pilot that I'm writing. And then I have, uh, I'm have i writing a movie with a friend of mine, Ian Abrams, uh, which is a thriller. And then I've got Magic on the Go, which is keeping me busy uh, at the other times. Uh, you know, just filming my magic, learning my stuff, and putting it on Magic on the Go. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm going to check out Magic on the Go. I, I am too. I'm fascinated.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what I love about it, you know, the thing was I, I was putting out products for magicians, like DVDs and stuff, and I hate mail order. I just... That, that i just don't like doing physical products when it's unnecessary mm, so when uh-huh. you can do it digitally so um i created this thing and it's a subscription service it's like 10 bucks a month and uh the idea was that it's immediate so if i come up with something i can film it and put it up straight away and uh, also it's you know so the idea was to be accessible so you can look on your phone or on your iPad or on your Apple TV or whatever, and you can watch it anywhere you are. So it's, I've actually a couple of times had to relearn a trick of mine there because I forgot it. And I was able to look it up on magic on the go and watch myself. You're teaching
1: yourself. Yeah.
2: Watch myself and uh, you know, teach me the, the trick that I you know came up with. So uh, it's been, but it's you, you, I'll tell you something that's really interesting when you start to kind of um, teach and you start to kind of take everything you you, you always know more than you think you know right mm-hmm. so that's why I love Q&A's because I never know what to say until someone asks me and I'll go oh and this this and this this and this Yeah. Mm-hmm. with magic I could have been doing it for so long uh, I always have ideas that spur that kind of springboard off what it is I, I originally planned to teach so mm-hmm. I end up with a whole bunch of new material that I would never have created had I not initially uh, gone down this one road um mm. and so it just you know there's the material begets material and it's just it's kind of snowballed
1: you can like build on it yeah
2: yeah you can build on it yeah I'll show you I'll show you this one thing that I think is lovely this is I can stand up for this though all right <laughs> okay I'll do a card trick for you <gasps> oh my um, god okay. Okay. I'm so, right, excited. so if I spread these out now do you you can see that yeah so yeah. if I if I, if I can make the kings disappear out of the deck or I can make the deck disappear from the kings do you have a preference you pick <laughs> you pick okay i'll make the deck disappear leaving me with the kings because it's a it's what we call another four king card trick what okay no one two
1: three what no see i don't understand you just had a full deck of cards
2: that's it i don't know i go through so many you know That's <laughs> oh,
1: so many bloody cards
2: they're all over the floor i want to
1: understand so bad that was, yeah i want to understand so where did it go? You were, you were just holding a full deck of cards and you ended up it's, with four.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I need to know. Okay. Okay.
2: <laughs> it's just magic. It's no, just it's, magic. Okay. no,
1: it's, it's sorcery. It's a gift because I can't comprehend it. We're going to have to put that video clip in because I'm going to watch that back yeah. after this. Yeah. Like, Not too closely.
2: Don't watch too closely. <sighs> yeah, <laughs>
1: I'll like slow it down problem frame with by magic, frame.
2: Right? This is the problem with magic on cameras. Isn't it now I, that's I, true, it people. used to be yeah. like people would record it on video and play it back. Now it's just like you've got it on digital. Like It's right there. Macro, like magnified. And- yeah. oh, it happened so yeah.
1: fast. You had a full deck and then there were four cards.
2: Yeah, yeah. I never have a full deck.
1: Oh, Steve! I
2: don't was understand. Impressive.
1: I'm impressed. Even, we'll do, like, we'll your... do Magic
2: Castle uh, when uh, when it opens. I think. Oh my be gosh! Good We'd yeah.
1: love that. Well, yeah. we cannot thank you enough for your time and answering all of my magician questions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's my pleasure.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you, right, Steve. You
1: this was so so fun. Thank you. Thank you for your time.
0: So glad we
2: got to do this.
0: Uh, yeah,
1: definitely.
2: All right. Stay safe. All. Happy all right,
0: <laughs> Okay, bye. Bye, bye. Bye, bye. okay, it's just us now. Steve is gone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I I think we need to become magicians.
1: You guys, we will post maybe. I mean, Steve said not to look too close, but we will yeah, hopefully I share. I know he did a magic trick for us. You probably heard our reaction. I was very interested in this whole magic thing and I wanted to ask him a lot about it, which we both did. But seeing him do that trick, it happened so fast. It was over in a second. And all of a sudden he went from a full deck of cards to four cards. And I'm not going to say that I got, I didn't want to say this to Steve because it's not him. I almost get mad because I just want to understand. You looked angry. I want to understand how they do it. I just, I'm a very curious person and I like to, I just want to understand.
0: See, I get that. I get where you're coming from. I get it. Okay. See, like I get that. Thank you. But my thing is also too like, isn't it kind of fun that we don't know? Like will oh, it yeah. will it ruin it for you if you're watching magic and you're like, oh, I know exactly how they do that. It's not magic anymore. I like keeping the magic alive.
1: I like that too. I don't think it would ruin it for me because I would be even more impressed impressed. Like I think I would just I would just be so impressed by the fact that they can do that so fast and i just i don't know i'm curious i really want to know why i but i wouldn't i'm not someone that would be like oh, that's easy then no yeah. i would still be like that is incredible i'm just a fan really
0: yeah I'm
1: a fan and i'm a fan <laughs> of steves oh my gosh we had the best time talking to him he was so so nice
0: honestly and you guys the this is like the perfect time because we know so many of our Weekly listeners are fans of Don't Look Under the Bed and Wizards of Waverly Place. But this is our Halloween episode.
1: Yes. And if you guys haven't seen Don't Look Under the Bed, it's a decom. It's terrifying. We talked to Steve about that. It's very scary. And it's perfect for this time of year. I mean, it's Halloween.
0: It is. It's Halloween. And okay, so if you're listening to this on the day we put it up, you know that it is Thursday and Halloween mm-hmm. is Saturday. So we have a couple mm-hmm. days. If you haven't watched Don't Look Under the Bed yet, go to your local Disney Plus, <laughs>
1: your local Disney Plus.
0: <laughs> Cl- check it, it out. Up. And while you're there, watch Wizards of Waverly Place and Disney Plus also has an entire Halloween section. They have Twitches, Phantom of the Megaplex, all the Halloween Towns 1, 2 and 3, the only 3 that matter.
1: The only 3 that matter. You know where we stand on this. But yes, check out Don't Look Under the Bed. It's incredible. Watch the Wizards of Waverly Place movie. And Steve has been in so much other stuff.
0: I was gonna say, we only talked about two things, but if you go to his IMDb.
1: Yeah, I think that we both were just very curious about the magic. And then he just had great stories about those two movies that we love and really wanted to know about. Um, but you guys, he has a website. It's just stevevalentine.com. And if you go on his website, you can then see, he has the, a tab for his magic on the go, which I'm not kidding. I really wanna check out. (laughs) Like I'm so fascinated by all of this. Um, And you can of course find him, he's on Twitter. It's just his name, it's just Steve Valentine. And his Instagram as well, it's Steve Valentine. He really makes it easy and honestly, we love that.
0: We love that. While you're out there giving him a follow, head on over to BTTB Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Find us, we're back to the best on Facebook and TikTok. But if if you just, if you're a one-stop shop kind of person, bttbpodcast.com links to everything.
1: Yes. And guys, happy Halloween. Please stay safe. I know it's hard, but don't go to a giant Halloween party. Maybe just like if you need to have one in your home, watch a bunch of movies. Mm -hmm. There are other ways to celebrate Halloween safely.
0: Yeah. Be safe. Yes, And if you did like this interview, please go share it rate yes. it. Like we said, follow us because we will be posting some video clips from this interview.
1: Oh my God, his magic trick. I'm I'm going to watch it again after this. I'm not over it. And he, for him, that's probably the most basic magic trick you could do, but my <laughs> mind is blown.
0: Um, it oh honestly, it was incredible. Yeah. Um, Steve,
1: and thank you so much again for coming on.
0: Seriously, we really appreciate it. And we appreciate everyone for listening and happy Halloween.
1: Happy Halloween, you guys. We will be back next week with another fantastic episode you know we're we're never going away every thursday we'll be here
0: every thursday and please join us next week where we are gonna keep taking you
1: back to the bed (laughs) see you next week happy halloween god
0: when she gets in the halloween spirit she goes hard goodbye spooky